0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Deep Breaths and F-Bombs podcast. I have a very special guest with me tonight. Um, I have a spirituality coach and an animal intuitive, um, M. Semeca, right? Yes. Woo!
1: (laughs) Yay! My name is so (laughs) pronounced
0: right. I did it! Um, But M and I... Met through our mastermind that we are in Olivia Celine's Activate Mastermind. If you don't follow Olivia on Instagram, go follow her now. She's absolutely incredible. Um, M is too, but I knew that I had to have her on after hearing bits and pieces of her journey, of become being an animal intuitive and when that happened and how it all started and what she went through as far as like, my God, like am I crazy? What's going on? Family wounds that came up and. We all know that I talk a lot about becoming your authentic self, owning that, being okay with that, reclaiming your self-worth and peeling back those layers. And so I wanted to bring Em on to share her story and her journey and how she became totally confident and a-okay with who she is and being an animal intuitive. So thank you, Em, so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. Why Yay. don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you?
1: Yes. Hi. My name is M. Semeca. You pronounced it right. Not a lot of people do on the first try, so <laughs> um, My name is M. I am a spirituality coach and animal intuitive, as Karina mentioned before, I live in New York State. Upstate right now is very snowy and cold, so not a lot of fun. But I first started on my animal communication journey about a year ago, actually, January 2019. I was dealing with a pet who was dying. And um, if you follow me on Instagram at all, you know that I have three guinea pigs, and they are my favorite people on this planet,
0: Mm. basically.
1: I am definitely one of those people that are like, my pets are my family, and um, if you are too, then we're the same We're going to be friends. We're (laughs) going to be friends, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So at my most, I had four guinea pigs. Um, They all have adorable human names because two of them I adopted had these names already, and then the other two... I just knew with those names and they came naturally. So I had Bryce, Roger, Winnie, and Franklin. Frankie. Um, Winnie is short for Winston, of course, because he's a polite boy. Um, But Winnie actually passed away in April of 2019. And he had been sick about the whole time I had him, which was like two years. So he had dealt with like chronic bladder stone issues. He was in pain a lot. We went to the vet a lot. Um, Toward the beginning of 2019 in January, we had scheduled an appointment for like a surgery for him, but he didn't even make it to that point. And one time, like I was just hanging out in my apartment, chilling, minding my business. And I saw that like, when he was super lethargic. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. This is, this is not good. I took him to the emergency vet. He had emergency surgery and lived. And like, that's unheard of, especially with like small animals, because especially like small animal vets are hard to find to begin with. Ones that will deal with guinea pigs, that kind of stuff. So it was just really beautiful that I had that experience that there was a surgeon that night that was able to do the surgery on him. He had had a bladder stone that was the size of his bladder. And he was like, yeah, it was really bad. It was the biggest one they've seen. So um, we had a little bit of a rough recovery with him, but I had a last few couple of months with him before he passed in April. And at the time I was getting signs from all over the universe about, like, learning to talk to animals. I've always been, like, really connected with animals and had, like, another sense on, like, what they needed, what they wanted. I've always been really good with them. If I'm at a party, I'm, like, hanging out with the cat or the dog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I just started getting little nudges from all over the place, like, animal communication, learning to talk with animals, pet psychic, animal medium. And, like, I didn't really consider it seriously beforehand until I realized, like, oh, you know what? I could probably help make Winnie's transition toward the end, like, as comfortable as possible if I knew what he needed. I got a burp. Hang on. (laughs) I hope you can edit that out, but if not, that's fine. We're moving energy. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Um, Where was I in this? Oh, yeah. So... Winnie, I was trying to make as comfortable as possible towards the end. And, like, if I had to bring him in to be like, help him cross over the rainbow bridge or whatever, I totally would. But, like, in April, like, it was reaching that point and it was really hard. Losing a pet is always hard. They're family members anyway. So, once he actually passed away in April, I was devastated. I knew it was coming, but I was still devastated. Tried a lot. And um, I was running a meditation challenge a year ago for my business, in May, I guess, last year for my business. And I started talking about this experience I had while I was meditating solely for my own benefit, just like totally resting. I guess maybe opening that third eye chakra or the crown one or whatever would be helpful in a meditation just to receive guidance, receive information. And Winnie just, like, popped into my brain. This was the first actual, like, animal communication thing that had happened. And you might be thinking, like, this bitch just, like, (laughs) was thinking of her guinea pig (laughs) and, like, whatever. And sure, you can totally think that, but the rest of this episode isn't going to make sense. So, like, just bear with me, right? (laughs) Um, So he just, oh my gosh, it was so touching. I started bawling as soon as it happened. And he was just like, I'm okay. I'm safe. I just wanted to let you know that like, I'm on the other side and I'm not in pain. I'm fine. And yeah, it was really sweet. And I didn't think it was like real for a second. I didn't really believe it. And he also mentioned like, oh, and someone else is here too. And that was like my childhood guinea pig who had passed away before my senior year of high school Aunt Curry, who later I learned was um, they were both the same spirit. It was just like a reincarnated pet thing. I'm a little all over the place right now, but there's so much to tell in the M cinematic universe about animal communication. So that was especially sweet. And ever since then, um, I learned as much as I could about animal communication. I started practicing. I started connecting more and more with Winnie, who was sticking with me as like a spirit guide of sorts. Um, He was always more attached to like where my heart chakra is because that's where he would snuggle the most in when he was alive. And um, I will never forget this. I had a session with another, another animal communicator. Because if you study animal communication or you practice more of it, you'll realize that communicating with your own pet can be the toughest thing because you're so invested in the outcome and you're a little bit biased toward the answers. So you might be making up stuff that they don't even like, they're not even trying to say. It's just what you want to hear from them. Sure. Yeah. So when I was first starting my animal communication journey, I... um I interviewed another animal communicator on my podcast, Self Love Letters, and I still haven't released that episode. I'm just waiting for the perfect time to, you know, but um, she read my other pigs and they were spot on. And with Winnie, she said basically everything that I had downloaded from him already, already knew the things that he said. And she put it into words so perfectly that like my jaw dropped, I sobbed, there was a lot of snot everywhere. She she had said that his purpose in leaving this planet, leaving this body, this lifetime for him, was to get out of my own way for learning to communicate with animals by not relying on the physical body for cues and getting more in touch with it on the spiritual realm with like meditation and telepathy, which like totally makes sense for me at least. And ever since then, I've been working with um, other clients who have had similar experiences. Some, some of them have had similar, some of them have had similar experiences with their pets, whether they had passed, whether they had to give them up a few years ago, whether they are, Ill or dying and just want to do what's right for their pet, or if they're happy and they just want to know like, hey, wh- what does uh, uh, th- what does my dog think about the toilet? you know like is it good? Does he like it? Should I change it? I don't know. <laughs> Not that you can really do much about that. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of experiences <laughs> reading other people's pets, which has been so fun and the most exciting thing, I think I really love. Hanging out with other people's pets, even if I'm like not with them, but like I'm chatting it up with them anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for sharing my heart too, and like, oh, the reincarnation and the his purpose and everything. Like, oh my gosh, I felt it. Mm -hmm. I got shivers. Oh yay! Oh, (laughs) so. I'm, not, I'm like thinking, like which which direction do I want to take this first? Because <laughs> he right
1: said so much. Like I did. Yeah, it's a it, lot. It was, oh, but
0: so good. So let's talk. Okay. So the first time when he connected with you, what went through your head? Like I know you said that you didn't really. And like you were like, "What's going on?" But like, how how did you follow up after that? Like, what was your first initial kind of like, "What the hell just happened"?
1: yeah totally. So, um, when I first had Winnie come through in that meditation, I didn't really know what was going on because it was not my intention to connect with him. I was just like trying to find my Zen do my own thing, and he just shows up out of nowhere, interjecting himself lovingly, which he did in in like real life too, so it was perfect um, but I definitely didn't believe in it and I didn't believe it at first. I wanted to, but I doubted myself a lot. And that is a theme that was really prevalent throughout my whole, like, awakening as an animal communicator, I guess, that um, this is a cool thing, but, like, I might be totally making this up also. The brain, like, does whatever it wants, like, if you think about cheeseburgers before bed and then you fall asleep and dream about cheeseburgers. That's a thing. I don't eat meat. I don't know why I said that. But um, I'm sure your listeners might have cheeseburgers. Um, So I totally didn't believe in what I was even doing at first. Like, it didn't seem real. It seemed really out there. I also grew up in a super religious household, very Catholic. This is very like, against anything what the church was saying. And like, when I tried to talk about it with my parents, my mom was like, how, how are you talking to like a dead animal? Are you sure it's not like the devil just trying to come in and like mess things up for you? And like, that's super, super amazing too. So not only was I like doubting myself, but like other people were like, not super supportive as well. So I started thinking things like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? Why am I making this up? Why did this happen to me? And like, am I making it up? Like, is it, should I bother? I don't know. So I tried to suppress it for a while and I didn't even tell, I'm pretty active on Instagram and I didn't tell anyone about it for like a month and a half until after that meditation happened. Um, that it was like an animal communication thing. I was just like, oh, it came up in a vision. I saw Winnie. He's fine. How sweet is that? But it was like more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did that answer your question? Did I go all over the place a little bit? I think No, I
0: you answered a lot and I think that's what happens to a lot of people, right? Like they're starting mm-hmm. to uncover these layers of themselves and then they start to question, they start to doubt themselves, they start to question everybody around them starts to question them and it's like, You weren't this before, so why are you this now? And You start to get a little confused like but wait this isn't who I thought I was like I I like why is this something new and so I think that's absolutely beautiful um how did you combat that like how what process have you gone through to really start to embrace this and accept this in you
1: honestly a lot of that came from doing animal communication readings for other people because that was an outside source of validation. So the way I do my animal communication readings for the most part is I have my client send over a photo and a couple of questions that they want covered in the reading. And then I get into like a meditative state and I like channel everything that comes through regarding like those thoughts and any other things that The pet wants to share. This works with um, pets who are both here and who have passed on by the way. I don't only talk to ones that were previous pets but they still exist on another plane. Um, And having that validation come from other people like I don't know how you would know about him sitting next to this window and looking out at this thing, but you got it right. And it was spot on. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you knew about the footsteps for our, our upstairs neighbors. We all hated, but like, I can't believe you knew that. And one reading in particular I had that like stays with me, especially was one of my first ones. It was for a dog who was given up by her family because, um, she bit one of my client's nieces, or I think it was the nephew. Um, She never specified, but that's what Lucy made it seem like. Her name was Lucy. And she had been living with another family. The incident with the nephew was totally an accident. And like, I think I think the nephew had like pulled her tail and she like snapped a little bit and like totally felt bad about it afterward. Of course, I could feel a lot of that. It was really emotionally charged. And the family that gave her up was thinking about getting a new pet, but felt really guilty because they didn't have the closure from Lucy. So I connected with Lucy. I was able to channel that. She had really regretted the way that things ended but it was also her time to move on to another family that needed her and that um even though they might be separated by distance my client specifically and lucy have a really deep heartfelt connection that like is not known by space or time so whenever one of them starts thinking of the other, that's them popping into their brain. That's what I like to tell my clients anyway. I've experienced this too. I have been out shopping for a while and then um, Bryce would pop into my head, my guinea pig. And I know that's because like, it's been a while since I've like given them a cookie or a carrot from the fridge or like they've heard any rustling and it's like, Hey mom, are you coming back for food? And so friend? <laughs> So that's what I love telling my clients and anyone who listens. So um, enjoy that little bit of info. So yeah, having that validation come back from people who I've read for, who have had like these spot on experiences that really resonate with what I say, even though logically there's no way that I could know it. That was the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me. So I was like, Oh, yeah, maybe this is actually a thing, and I'm not just sitting here at my laptop typing shit up and like mm-hmm. making up stuff and scamming people. you know i felt I did feel really bad about it um so I didn't really talk about being an animal communicator for a few months, and I think the eclipse i don't know if we actually got this part in the recording we had to restart I don't think, this we heard, a, I think bit, we a lot of <laughs> issues, but um. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's how you know the energy is really strong, first of all. And eclipse summer eclipse 2019 was like a heavy time for me because I was still grieving Winnie. This was like June or July, um, late June, early July. And I was like, why am I not over this by now? It was a pet, not a person. So why am I still crying? And I remembered driving a couple of hours to visit my parents. And um, I drive down this cute little scenic highway next to a river. And there's this one little rest stop next to it. That's literally just like a picnic table next to the river, some parking spots. Super cute. I stopped there one time on my last ride down to visit my parents when Winnie was alive. And I was he stopped eating toward the end. So I was giving him like critical care, some water just to like get some things through him. So he was eating. Um, and then I was driving down the next time and I didn't have him. And I totally broke down and sobbed and like it was very sudden because I just drove past the little spot mm-hmm. where I was talking about. And I felt God, I felt so like I don't even have words for it. (laughs) I felt so emotionally charged. Like, why did this happen? First of all, why did this happen to me? Even though I know why it happened, it happened for me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, it was just a lot to process because I was stepping into a lot of power and I didn't believe in myself about it. I didn't feel worthy enough to have it. Who am I to do this? Who am I to be this thing? I'm literally, why did this happen to me? Even though I know why it happened, it happened for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a lot to process because I was stepping into a lot of power and I didn't believe in myself about it. I didn't feel worthy enough to have it. Who am I to do this? Who am I to be this thing? I'm literally just this one person who was a dweeby sixth grader once who does embarrassing things all the time. What makes me so different from like someone who's actually worthy enough to go and do this thing and to help people? But like, you know, we're all worthy because like we are all the universe experiencing itself through the human body. So like I've done a little work on the worthiness piece too. Yeah, since, so. <laughs> So you're worthy because you already are. You're just worthy. So
0: You literally already are. Like enough said, period.
1: Yeah. And I think once I started realizing that a little bit more, I was like, okay, I'm doing this because this is the thing that I am. And I'm just going to work it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to work with it. I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to help as many people as I can. And maybe one day help some people who are in the same boat who don't have anyone to process this with them you know like people mm-hmm. who are looking to develop some spiritual gifts that they think they might have but are afraid to go too deep on
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 i resonate with that thank you so much for sharing i think you you touched on a few things that I want to highlight. And first, I think like one, it's totally normal to suppress things like that, right. And to be like, okay, like I'm just going to kind of ignore that this is going on for a little bit, but then you, you can't ignore it for very long. Like you said, like after about a month or so, you're like, nope, like I'm going to do readings and I'm going to try this out. Like you didn't let that stop you from going and doing it. And I think in the spiritual world, they say a lot of like, you don't need external validation. You don't need external validation. Like For you, you were like, no, like I'm going to own this gift that I have and I'm going to trust that I am capable of doing this. This external validation was like, oh shit, like I really can do this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you didn't let that stop you from going and trying in the first place. And I think that's huge. And I commend you for that. Thank
1: you. you. And I feel like
0: keep it for yourself and you you're using it
1: to serve the world. Thank you. That's really sweet. Oh, wow. Um, I think there is a lot to say with like seeking external validation. And totally, like, I could have validated all of it within me, but it was great to hear it from other people and to get that feedback and like have it reflected back to me, not like that it came from somebody else. But also to backtrack a little bit with my parents and the very religious upbringing thing. And not really feeling like one, I could talk to them about it. I I totally blocked all of this out because it was a really rough summer for my relationship with my parents. Actually, I didn't tell them about this for like a while, as long as I could. Didn't want to deal with it. Wasn't their place to know. But uh, they saw it on my website. So like, no, of course they again. did. <laughs> <laughs> they found out eventually. Actually, I think what happened was. Um, I I actually preventatively blocked all of my family members on Instagram, but I didn't block my cousins because like, we're cool. Well, we're chill. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Cousins have to stick together. But I guess one of my cousins told her mom, who told my mom, who was like, oh my God, my, my daughter talks to dead animals, get her back to church, you know? <gasps> oh my God. So that was really rough. And like, I went, I did a lot of work that summer around like enmeshed family members and like... If I keep doing this, am I actually going to hell? Or, like, what is going to happen if I get rejected from my family and the abandonment thing that comes from that? Ultimately, it worked out fine. We don't really talk about it anymore, but we have this, like, I guess this understanding, like, if we don't talk about it, it's not an issue. I don't know if that's amazing advice, but there's a little bit of like the whole self containment and like I know I'm worthy because I do this and I don't need their approval for it, which mm-hmm. is a really good place to be in for me, I think, right now. Um so there's a little little bit of that from the external side, the ups and the downs. Yeah. Well and
0: you just kind of agree to disagree, I think, with you can't force it on them just as much as they're not gonna force it on you. So like it's out there, it's in the world, they know you're doing their thing. They're accepting you as much as know, it's just hush. Like you get to continue doing your thing. You don't have to be shy about it. You're also not trying to force it down their throats. And I think that's totally okay because all that does is just create more clash. Um, I want to touch on that though. So you said you did a lot of work around a mesh families. Can you mm-hmm. go a little bit deeper into what that work was? Because I'm, I, I know a lot of my listeners struggle with this in their family, or a big reason that they're not mm-hmm. stepping into the their true self is because of their family. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, so you can touch on that a little bit.
1: I want to make sure that I say like the right things with this because I know it's a very touchy subject. And I know I did a lot of work around it. I honestly let myself do a lot of grieving around it too, because there's a lot of inner child work when it comes to like your parents. Of course, that makes sense. Um, and at the end of the day, my inner child, little M, wa- just wants to be loved and accepted and like run into her parents' arms and be told everything is okay. And outside of like talking about, the spirituality stuff I'm interested in and my animal communication and all of that stuff. Like I still have it, but I need to be able to learn to have little sixth grade um, run into my arms and like comfort her and let her know it's okay. And really just leaning on growing that self-love, which like, I feel like is a very overused phrase these days, but like self-parenting also and self-compassion really resonate with me for that. And just learning to love myself regardless, because I feel like when I was taking a look at my relationship with my parents, like, oh my God, am I going to get disowned? What's going to happen if X, Y, Z? I don't know anything about car insurance. I just pay them and then they handle it. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, knowing and creating a sense of trust and safety in my own body was really key and like at the end of the day what's the worst thing that can happen i can still get myself ready for bed and like curl up under my blanket maybe cry myself to sleep but like i will still exist and i will still be okay even if it's hard even if it's difficult and even if i don't know what i'm doing and if i still love myself unconditionally and care for myself unconditionally and just do my best to like make sure that I'm loving myself enough even if all sides of myself enough even if my parents don't love all sides of myself enough even though like a parent's unconditional love or so they say I don't know you know it's a whole thing if I can do that for myself then I can untangle myself a little bit from my parents' yes. expectations. And mm. it's okay that I don't go to a church every Sunday anymore. And it's okay that I'm finding something that gives me more of a sense of faith and peace and spirit than I ever did going in a church every week. Oh. And um, just like being there for myself a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Like the whole time. Like a lot of it. Like actually <laughs> i the bit.
0: center of my world. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That seems very um, yeah. self-centered to those who have been shaped by the old paradigm of being people pleaser and like putting everyone else before you. But like, y'all, literally the way you experience the world is like everything around you, not mm-hmm. above looking down at everything. It's like through a person. I could go on. (laughs) I talk about my listeners. I talk about that all the
0: time. Like I even think as parents, like we have to put ourselves first. Like, obviously we can't ignore the needs of our children, but my listeners know this. And even in our relationships, like you are your own priority. You need to fill up your own cup. You need to be okay in order for the rest of everything around you to be okay. Um, And I love how you said too, about that inner child work and really giving yourself what you needed from your parents that you weren't receiving, so you knew exactly what little M needed and what you needed to feel from your parents. And you're like, if I can't get that from them, I'm going to give it to myself. And you went back and you parented little M and you were there for her and told her everything was going to be okay. And you knew that, okay, even if shit does blow up, like I'll still figure it out. I can, I'll still figure it out and I'll still be okay. Like still here. I'm not going to die. Like I'm literally not like about to get attacked by a lion. Like it's literally fine. Like I'll be here and I love that. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I think that's a lot of what we go through is what does little me need? Like what does little me need? And like you said, honoring that, like you honored the grief, you allowed the grief. we have to allow our emotions and understand that they're going to happen. Like after all, we are humans, right? We're here in a human body. We feel, we feel deeply and you honored that. And I think that's something that a lot of listeners can learn. Like it's, it's fucking hard and it's sad and it's scary. And you're coming out. I always like to say it coming out of the closet, like (laughs) whether it's coming out of the spiritual closet, whether it's coming out about animal communication or your sexuality or whatever the case may be, if you're coming out somebody that the world doesn't know you as or your closest people don't know you as like it's scary
1: yeah it can be really hard to be that vulnerable and to like shed those layers and to let other people actually see you for like who you are or as close to how you see yourself as you are allowing others to be or to see you know what I mean um and it's just It can be really hard to be that vulnerable because, like, there is that fear of rejection, and like, not everyone is going to like you, but that's okay because, like, the people who will, will, you know, Mm -hmm. and so will you. So, yeah, thanks for coming to my TED talk.
0: That was, yeah, (laughs) one day, sister, we're all gonna be like doing TED talks speaking around the world,
1: (laughs) yes. (laughs)
0: It's going to be so good. Oh, and speaking of that, like, did you have, like, what did this open up for you as far as connections with other people? Like, have you had other people come into your world that you never would have met had it not been for opening up this part of you?
1: I'm trying to think because I feel like I don't know if this is really actually people. God, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer this question because I feel like everyone is flowing into my life at the right time for the right reason, um, and I feel like once like I started accepting myself more in that way, my sense of self worth skyrocketed, and I feel like I vibrated at a different level, and then people who were at that level just kind of, like, were more attracted to me, and I have met a lot of people that share similar um, gifts and talents and experiences, not all animal communicators. Um, I do, like, I don't know. I love like being involved in like different Facebook groups that I'm a part of now where they're all like, oh yeah, this person's a medium. She can connect you with this or like, oh, you need to talk to your pet who died 10 years ago because you need to make sure she's okay. Here's my friend M. you know, like it's cool. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really sweet that like now I feel like I'm part of this community. Mm-hmm. And before then I feel like I existed in the world, but I wasn't part of any specific group, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bounced around between, like, friend groups, but I never felt really at home in any of them. And, like, I'm a homebody, so, like, I don't really go out with friends that often anyway. But I just felt so much more connected to, like, similar-minded people who were vibrating at the same frequency as I was, as, like, silly as that sounds, um, and just, like – meeting different people in groups with like you and everyone else in the mastermind and meeting Olivia and meeting other coaches and like spiritual friends that I've made. Just, it's so, it feels so good. You know, yeah. once you accept this part of yourself wholly and fully and completely, like the good things that just unfold from it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a beautiful answer to the question. Oh, it just maybe not even necessarily like, oh yeah, this person, this person, that person came in like specifically, but it's a whole world that opened up for you now. And that's so much bigger than just a couple people. Like you, you feel like you have your place, like, you know, you are now here and this is your purpose. And I also think it's beautiful how like, you're like, why did this happen to me? But you're like, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Mm -hmm. And had Winnie not passed, who knows what would have happened. You know, if you, that was his purpose, like this happened for you. And now look what's unfolding. And I also just want to remind all my listeners too, that you might be in some shit and you might not understand why is, what is happening, why this is, why this is happening to you as things unfold and as you move through it, the lessons, if you allow yourself to be open to it, will unfold and you will realize and see that, all oh, this is why this happened, but also allow yourself to be hurt and in pain.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. The only way to get to the other side of those feelings is to go through them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Totally.
0: Yeah. Definitely not a cliche saying. No, <laughs> like you've it's do not. It.
1: <laughs> um, have you read the book, Pussy by Mama Gina or Gina Tomashower. have, yes. Yeah, so you know about swamping.
0: Yes, and I <laughs> like, I don't go all out trash bag swamp, but I definitely am like in my bed, like kicking and screaming, and it takes a while to get rubbed up, but then like once you go, you just
1: go. Like, yes. Yes. That is such a good way to process and feel emotions, just like having that container to let it Let it flow into instead of just like tsunamiing all over the place. Mm Hmm. Tsunami is a verb now. Um. But yeah, one other fun thing I wanted to add because I thought of it when you were talking about um, if Winnie hadn't passed, like what would it be like? Like if if Winnie was still here, what would it be like? Um. Sometimes I have dreams about Winnie, and um, they are so real and they're so vivid, and I 100% believe that that's because like when You have a pet that's passed away and they visit you in a dream, it's them visiting you for real because my dreams with Winnie have been way more vivid. If you are missing a pet that's passed away, try this tonight, just like connect with them a little bit. Like, you don't have to go into a deep meditation or like a seance or light 30 candles and have like your smoke detector go off or anything like that. You can just be like, hey Winnie it's been a while and I really miss you or like if if you want to see my guinea pig you can say that but like insert your own pet name (laughs) I haven't seen you in a while I would love to like have you visit in a dream either tonight or like sometime this week if you can make it work with your schedule let me know um I've just been thinking about you and I love you and I miss you and like see if it happens because like it's worked for me and I don't know if that's just because I'm an animal communicator, but I think anyone can do it. So like, does that work with people? Yeah. I think idea? it does. Yeah. Especially if they've uh, passed on because
0: yeah.
1: people tend to like stay, I know pets, especially like stay around their owners and like their family members from when they were alive. Definitely all the time. They don't go anywhere. I think- Humans are pretty similar, but like their souls might be a little more complex and they might be like doing their own like karmic shit. Mm. I don't know. Um, but I have had people who have passed on visit me in dreams before. Um, yeah. Really sweet. That happened with my grandpa and my uncle who passed away when I was in college. They happened in the same dream. It was very sweet. Oh,
0: interesting. They're both like, she needs us both. Yeah.
1: I, this is like totally
0: off topic, but I'm like, Thinking because my dad, like my biological dad, passed when I was sixteen, and I had I didn't know him growing up. I had met him when I was sixteen, so I had spent a total of two weeks with him. But it all happened very like fast. Like he had found out he had cancer, and then all of a sudden he ran into a friend that we had communicated with, and he's like, "Oh my God, your daughter is looking for you!" And like, boom, it would like happen so fast, and it was like this was meant to be. But every once in a while, like. I'll have, like, I had a guy come in at the restaurant that I serve at, and, like, it was just him and his dog, and he just drove, and he parked his RV in a lot um, at, like, on this ranch, basically, and he just, like, stopped me, and we were just, like, talking, and, like, literally talking to him, and I was, like, you are my dad, like, my dad sent you here to, like, be, like, a reminder, uh, like, right. Cause it was like, we just connected and his story was so similar to my biological dad's. And like, I went back into the kitchen. I just started sobbing. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't see this, but like we do this thing in my friend group in real life where like, if we have a thought, we put our finger on our nose so we don't forget it. Um, <laughs> but a hundred percent loved ones on the other side, send us signs, whether they are human or animal signs, or whether they are a loved one, that's a human or an animal. I have asked Winnie to send me a couple of signs before. I've gotten a shit ton of butterflies. I've gotten, oh my God, one time I was like walking across this. No, before I went outside, I was like, Winnie, send me a sign. I'm sad today. Could really use like some cheering up. And then I got like the download, like, oh, I should go across the street to the mailroom for our, um, campus office whatever and get the mail and come back and then on my walk back a little bumblebee landed right where Winnie like would snuggle me near my heart chakra and I was like oh my god okay sign received a hundred percent so both human loved ones and animal loved ones send us signs all the time whether it's Uh, in animals or in humans, and I totally feel like that could have been your dad sending you um, a little nudge from beyond, you know? I
0: really think it was. I really think it was. Like, I could just feel it, and I felt it in my whole body, and like, I just knew.
1: Yeah, there are times when it won't like make sense at all by anyone else, but you just have this knowing in your gut. Trust that, you know? Yeah. You just know.
0: And, and allow that, like allow it, like it might not be it, like you said, like it might not make sense to anybody else, but allow that, like, you know, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. You get to keep that for yourself. Like you Mm -hmm. get to keep that for yourself. And I think that's absolutely powerful.
1: Super powerful.
0: Oh my gosh. And is there any last little bits that you'd like to share? How can my listeners connect with you, Instagram, your podcast? Do you have any launches or anything or how can they? Yeah. With um, you?
1: Thank you for allowing me to share this. And thank you for inviting me on. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me at msameca. Uh, the last name is spelled S-C-I-M-E-C-A. Um, you can also connect with me on my website at msameca.com. I do animal communication readings like I've described before if you are interested in doing one for a pet that's here or that has passed on. Um, I especially love connecting with pets on the other side because that's where my heart is and i just, it's so sweet being able to share that with people. Um, I am opening up a couple of one-on-one coaching spots. I haven't formally launched it yet because I'm being vague and mysterious. But I'm basically, um, I'll share a little bit about it now. Like uh, I would love to help people dig into their intuition and their spiritual gifts because I wish I had somebody when I was going through that with um, my whole awakening as an animal intuitive and just like knowing you're not alone, knowing that you're not crazy and like being there to help you like strengthen your intuition and not have to ask like, 400 people about if you should do this one thing before you commit to doing it and like trusting your knowing and like, and, and you know, embodying your next level mm-hmm. self, whatever uh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that is a thing that I am going to be doing. But yeah, animal communication readings too. Hit me up, it's way yeah. less of a commitment if you're just like, Who's this lady? I want to like <laughs> see what she says about my dog. Yeah. <laughs> does I he like he my toilet? Really well, with
0: dogs too, right?
1: Yes. Like, so our right? friend Trish says that um, Cancer rule is the house that rules dogs, and I am a Cancer sun sign through and through. So um, it makes sense that I vibe really well with dogs. Mm-hmm. I love cats too. I just wish they loved me. You know, <laughs> I don't understand yet. Don't I grew like up with yet. dogs. <laughs> I want to be like, listen, please love me forever. And then the cat will be like, "Mm, no, (laughs) like shove its butt in my face and walk away. (sighs) But but some cats are really sweet. I just want them all to love me. Is that, is that so bad? At our core, we all want to be loved. We just all want to
0: be loved. (laughs) 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 We're a human or a cat. Yeah. Love is love. (laughs) Love is love is love is love. oh well thank you thank you thank you so much for being a part of this I really do appreciate it and if you're feeling called to work with M, definitely find her on instagram I will take everything in the show notes how to contact her her website and yeah thank you for being here with us I really appreciate it okay thank you for having me this was so sweet I loved talking with you my heart. Oh. All right you guys, I will see you on the next episode. Have a good night.